Van Batten from The Guardian. Good morning to you, Van. Good morning, Marcus Paul. How are you? Good. Um, look, I, I don't want to upset anybody, but I noticed this morning, and I, I, I commented on a post, I see it's already been deleted, but that's okay, uh, about Brittany Higgins. We know her story. She is a contender for a 2021 Human Rights Medal, which I, whilst I think that's fantastic and uh, well-deserved, most likely, I do worry about the timing of these sorts of awards, though. Isn't there a trial that's coming up? And is there a risk that's you know, this sort of acknowledgement may prejudice a trial that's on the way? Look, I think that's a really great question, Marcus. And mm. I've got to say, after all my years in women's advocacy and being part of movements for justice uh, around the issues of sexual harassment, abuse and assault, I think it's really important that we always prioritise the integrity of a trial. It is so hard to get justice in these situations. And obviously there's a great... Um, movement for legislative mm. and legal reform that's going on at the moment. Yeah. Um, the common sense sexual consent laws that are being passed uh, because the influence of someone like Saxon Mullins is just fantastic and absolutely like a great opportunity for all of us. But I think there is an issue to do with timing. It'd be interesting to hear from some lawyers with expertise in this area yeah. because absolutely if, if our demand is for justice and we much for justice We've got to make sure the integrity of that process is protected. Yeah, please and don't I say get, that yeah. in full solidarity with, yeah. like, with Brittany Higgins and her incredible courage, um, her willingness to speak out and and tell her story. Here, here. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and I, I back her in completely. But we've always got to we've always got to maintain the integrity of that process. I just uh, I don't know why. And again, I, I I say it with the greatest respect, and I um, I. Uh, Further endorse your comments about Britney's courage, about her uh, tenacity in following through with everything that she's done. Look, like I say, it just sends a, a couple of warning bells to me when I when I see things like this, and I think, well, you know, I'd hate to have a defence lawyer use this kind of thing as an argument to say that the any uh, criminal proceedings might well be prejudiced. Uh, that That's all I'm concerned about. Not that um, certainly she deserves that and so much more. Yeah, and I mean, this is the thing. We're now in a situation where Brittany Higgins has become this incredibly powerful advocate of all kinds of justice issues. You know, like this isn't about her as an individual. This is about justice for Australian women. And that is absolutely worth celebrating. Like, I'm signed up to that 100%. But like I said, Marcus, I think it'd be great to have a legal opinion uh, come on the show and maybe talk that through. Because this isn't the first time in Australia where this issue about prejudicing a trial Mm. has, has, you know, been part of the conversation. Obviously, in the very complex legal shenanigans that went on around George Pell... Um, we had this issue in Australia that a lot of people wanted to talk about the trial, but their desire to talk about it actually compromised the process of that trial. And and that's something we have to be aware of I in think, terms of yeah. if our goal is justice, we have to do everything we can to, to protect that process. I like the idea that you and I are about to talk about just what I think is one of the best stories of the week. and We need more stories like this. The engagement of beautiful Ashley Barty and her long-term partner, which was announced unceremoniously via uh, an Instagram account this week, 
she's just a, a, a brilliant role model for for young women everywhere. But you write in The Guardian that this nice engagement to a nice man may signal a refreshing change. What do you mean by this? Well, my mother called me in to watch the highlight footage of the, the Wimbledon stuff. I actually, I watched the game. It, was, it all sort of passed in a blur. And the next day, Mum was like, Ben, Ben, you've got to come and watch uh, Ash Barty's boyfriend and when she sees him after the game. And I was like, this is an odd thing for my mother to ask. And I was like, okay, okay, and, and watched it. And you just saw this moment where this woman has done the most incredible thing. Yeah. Like, she's won a Wimbledon final. Mm. Like, there are only a handful of people in history who have ever achieved at that level. And the embrace that Gary, her now fiancé, gave her was so just humble and unassuming, and it didn't steal any limelight. He didn't position himself as being some kind of dominating presence. Like, it was her moment. And it's yeah. like it's actually pretty rare. Like this marks well, it is. something of a generational change, where we get to see like women who are high achievers, and in her case, at the highest possible level, mm. where it's not you're not an adjunct to a man, and the man in your life doesn't pull focus from you. And you know, I think of horrible stories like that of Sandra Bullock, like when she won her Oscar, and her husband was off, you know. Um, not exactly treating her with the greatest yeah, of respect. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And we had this situation where you had a high-achieving woman who's won an Oscar suddenly brought down by her husband's lies and slandering, I believe is the old-fashioned term. Yeah, absolutely. And things like that, and the number of you know women in recent history who've just been brought down by that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I just think the change is on. Like, okay. I don't think men are scared of high-achieving women anymore. No, well, I'm absolutely not. I don't think men not. feel emasculated by having powerful female partners. Mm. I think they feel enhanced by that. And I think the... So they should. The image, yeah, and of course they should. I mean, I wrote in my article yesterday, like, it feels like partnership is finally meeting partnership, mm-hmm. you know, and that the success of one member of the partnership, whatever their gender, is a success for both of them. And I think yeah. that's really exciting. And there was something about the Ashley Barty photos of the engagement announcement. Oh, just it's just really gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. And as you write, Barty's engagement to trainee golf professional Gary Kissick was announced on Instagram. She's only 25. Only 25. And that's how the young people do it now, whether they're super nice sporting folk or monstrous pop culture ego creatures smeared into photo filters and goo. But there was no, uh, well, no, certainly no ego no photo filters or anything like that at all in this photograph. It's just two young people, a young couple, very much in love with this bloke looking adoringly down on his now fiancé. And it, look, it, it did make me feel all warm and fuzzy just watching it. Well, this was the thing. I mean, when that photo started getting circulated, and this mm. is what, and the Guardian called me to say, would you write about this? Because yeah. we're just so engaged by this image. Like, it mm. just... After the past two years that we've all had, like we've all been through hell these past two years. And I think a lot of people, I mean, I had a lot of friends who went through the pandemic divorce phenomenon with suddenly being trapped in a house with their partner, made them realise the shortcomings of their relationships and and that's been a thing. And people have been asking themselves questions. And I, I wrote about this in the article, like, is this a person I'm willing to 
be trapped in a house with for the next two years and homeschool yep. children with and, and go through all these crises? And if the answer is no, yep. well, I mean, that forces a lot of reckoning. But that image just went, you know, like, B was a good person. Like, it, it's not about Instagram perfection. It's about being with someone who looks at you the way he looks at Ash Barty. Oh, I love that. I love that. A little like uh, I look at my Ash. <laughs> Some, well, same way. That's how I look at my Ash fan. Not Ash yeah, Barty, well, but my I'm, own I'm Ash. I'm looking at my Ben, who is currently <laughs> carrying a coffee for me while <laughs> I do this interview with you, Marcus. And yeah. I've got to say... I do feel like the luckiest girl in the world. Oh, isn't that nice? Uh, by the way, uh, I've got just a note that's come through. I've got a text here. Uh, oh, okay. Somebody was after your um, address details or your mobile phone. They want to send you a, a Christmas card. His name is Matt, uh, surname Canavan. Oh, yeah, it's my friend Matt. <laughs> hey, Matt Canavan. You had Lovely fun the other day. you're presumably wearing today. Oh, dear. You had fun um, debating him, I think it was the Today Show, just the other morning you were both on? I did. I was on the Today Show yesterday morning, yesterday, which, because it took place at 6.45, seems like a year ago. Yes, and <laughs> uh, he decided to defend the right, he said, of unvaccinated people to just have free-for-all access to the workplace, and it's and as I made the point, yeah. my mother is in a cancer ward. I am not going to have my vulnerable, unwell mother exposed to someone who is willfully unvaccinated and can potentially uh, carry the disease to her, even if she's double vaxxed, even if she's getting a booster shot. Yeah. there's a there's a risk there with coronavirus. This horrible. Like lethal absolutely. It's still it's still amongst us, and you're absolutely right. I I don't know what Matt's end game here is. I mean, I understand, you know, fighting for your constituents, and I even even though I don't agree with the policies, I I, I get how we'd support local fa- uh, communities insofar as mining jobs and all that sort of stuff. I get that, but the, this issue of him being anti-vax, it, I'm I'm scratching my head. We were talking about it yesterday, and I'm thinking, where's Matt going with this? What's the end? game for him it's gross and dangerous and it's playing it's essentially playing to a group of extremists because extremists will do things that other ordinary people will not do they'll do things like march nooses down spring street in melbourne (laughs) and and make public threats public unapologetic threats to kill the premier of victoria you know they will make wild statements they'll drive chaos they'll cause trouble and they'll do things to your political enemies that a reasonable person wouldn't do And you can see a bit of bet hedging going on with the politicians who are playing to this crowd. But they think that it it might be useful to have that kind of mobile street army in their pocket. Sure. Well, unfortunately, what we've learned from history, anybody Mm. who'd like to play this dangerous, flirtatious game, is those people who are currently threatening to kill Daniel Andrews one day we'll turn around and threaten to kill you. They're pretty easy to display. Yeah. And oh, I just think yeah. it is rank and pathetic behaviour from <laughs> any MP, whatever political party they're from, to play to that crowd. I think it's disgraceful, and I think it certainly explains why polls out today have Daniel Andrews on a 60% um, vote oh, at yeah. the moment. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, uh, so you're there with uh, with the man. Have you, have you done the week on Wednesday? Uh, we have. Yeah. The week on Wednesday came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. And we talk about this stuff in depth and we talk about all of the political decision-making that goes around on 
around performances like this. Because, yep. I mean, this is what our audience want. They want to talk through why things are the way they are. Sure. And every Wednesday, friends, we serve it up to you. All right. Well, that's available on all uh, good podcast apps. Make sure you check it out. Van Battam's The Week on Wednesday with her, the man she stares, stares at adoringly, thinking she's the <laughs> luckiest woman in the world. Is he there? Is, can I say he hello is. to Ben? Oh, yes. Marcus wants to say hello to you, Ben. I'll put him on. Okay. Thank you. Morning, Marcus. How are you? Good, mate. You? Yeah, very well, thanks. Very I, well. I tell you what, Van has just uh, sold you as, you know, one of the, the best men in the country. She says she <laughs> stares adoringly at you. She looks at you the way that Ash Barty's new fiancé looks at her. Well, you know, it, it's easy to be loved by a wonderful woman. Ah, nice. And, you know, she's... She's phenomenal. And it also goes to prove what my grandpa used to say, Marcus. Mm. You can fool some of the people all the time and all the people some of the time. <laughs> good on you, mate. Well, look, uh, good luck with the podcast. I know it's doing really well for the both of you. And uh, thank Van for coming on, uh, and we'll chat again soon, mate. Thank you. Thanks, Marcus. Have a great day. All right, mate. mate. There he is. Uh, ben, the, the partner, and uh, uh, and also, uh, look, I would like to, to add professional partner, if you like, of Van Batten. They do a really good political podcast. And if you enjoy my chats with Van, I would suggest you hop online and, and have a listen to The Week on Wednesday. It's one of the top listened to podcasts.